Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar. We've been going through the Old Testament, seeing how Jesus and his gospel factors into every story. If you've missed any of them, search through the podcast or vlog for the studies on the books of Genesis through Ruth. As we continue God's story, which is really our story, I am changing how we go through the bulk of the rest of the Old Testament. If you read the Bible from cover to cover, the historical books get a bit confusing as the timeline isn't straight. My goal is to, as for the next studies, is to do them in historical sequence. So we'll bounce around the Old Testament, but the stories will make better sense. Jesus is the hero of the entire Bible, and we'll find him everywhere as we go along. Um, you'll also see how the Old Testament sets us up for the New Testament. And I've covered most of the New Testament, and you can find those studies along with podcast playlists on my blog. I pray that as you hear this message, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart and eyes and mind to understand what his spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in hope, joy, and peace. Let's dig in. First Samuel 16. Good looks don't matter to God. It's what's in the heart. When we last left King Saul, God told him through Samuel that he was sorry that he had ever made Saul king. That's a tough pill to swallow. Now God needs to anoint a new king. However, this time God is not looking for a kingly appearance. He is seeking a servant's heart. Let's dig in. 1 Samuel 16, seeking the right candidate. Now the Lord said to Samuel, you have mourned long enough for Saul. I have rejected him as king of Israel. So fill your flask with olive oil and go to Bethlehem. Find a man named Jesse who lives there, for I have selected one of his sons to be my king. But Samuel asked, how can I do that? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. Take a heifer with you, the Lord replied, and say that you have come to make a sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you which of his sons to anoint for me. So Saul did as the Lord instructed. See, that's obedience. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town came trembling to meet him. What's wrong, they asked. Do you come in peace? Yes, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord, Samuel replied. Purify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then Samuel performed the purification rite for Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice too. When they arrived, Samuel took one look at Eliab and thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And Jesse told his son Abinadab to step forward and walk in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, this is not the one the Lord has chosen. Next, Jesse summoned Shemaiah. But Samuel said, neither is this the one the Lord has chosen. In the same way, all seven of Jesse's sons were presented to Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. Then Samuel asked, are these all the sons you have? 
There are still the youngest, Jesse replied, and he's out in the fields wa watching the sheep and goats. Send for him at once, Emil said. We will not sit down to eat until he arrives. So Jesse sent for him. He was dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, this is the one, anoint him. So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. Then Samuel returned to Ramah. David serves in Saul's court. Now the spirit of the Lord had left Saul and the Lord had sent a tormenting evil spirit that filled him with depression and fear. Some of Saul's servants said to him, a tormenting spirit from God is troubling you. Let us find a good musician to play the harp whenever the tormenting spirit troubles you. He will play soothing music and you will soon be well again. All right, Saul said, find me someone who plays well and bring him here. One of the servants said to Saul, one of Jesse's sons from Bethlehem is a talented harp player. Not only that, he is a brave warrior, a man of war, and has good judgment. He is also a fine looking young man and the Lord is with him. So Saul sent messengers to Jesse to say, send me your son, David, the shepherd. Jesse responded by sending David to Saul along with a young goat, a donkey loaded with bread and a wine skin full of wine. So David went to Saul and began serving him. Saul loved David very much, and David became his armor bearer. Then Saul sent word to Jesse asking, please let David remain in my service, for I am very pleased with him. And whenever the tormenting spirit from God troubled Saul, David would play the harp. Then Saul will feel better, and the tormenting spirit would go away. So here's some points to ponder. David was the youngest of Jesse's sons, a humble shepherd boy who guarded his father's sheep and kept them safe from wild animals. He spent his lonely hours praising God and playing his harp. He was a poet and wrote many of the Psalms and we'll be looking at those as we go along. He was the most unlikely king. Saul looked like a king, but had a peasant's heart. This is a quote from uh, Sandy Adams in the lesson of 1 Samuel 16 and through the word, the free Bible app. David looked like a peasant, but he had the heart of a king. So they're totally different people. Saul looked like a king, but had a peasant's heart. David looked like a peasant, but he had the heart of a king. The Lord isn't impressed by good looks or abilities. No, God looks at the heart. Saul, because he disobeyed God, lost the Holy Spirit. As soon as David was anointed, the Holy Spirit came upon David powerfully. God sent an evil spirit to torment Saul. Thus, his servants got David a gig playing for Saul when he was depressed. See, Satan is allergic to praise. Where there is praise, Satan is paralyzed, bound, and banished. With the Holy Spirit in our hearts, evil cannot enter. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Jacob, also known as Israel, prophesied of a coming king from the tribe of Judah. In Genesis 49.10, the scepter will not depart from Judah nor the ruler's staff from his descendants until the coming of the one to whom it belongs, the one whom all nations will honor. That's Jesus. The shepherd will become king. As David the shepherd boy, 
eventually becomes king, we look ahead to the coming king of kings, Jesus Christ. He was born in a humble stable and visited by shepherds and wise men. Humility does not equal weakness. Humility is acknowledging that God is bigger and more powerful than we are. He is more powerful than anything or anyone we will ever encounter. We will see this as our story goes along. Think about what we look for in a political candidate. We notice charisma and appearance, but we fail many times to look for integrity, good morals, and fine character, as well as qualifying experience. How about you? Have you turned your heart to God? As we do that, he reveals our purpose for his kingdom. Keep in mind also, without the Holy Spirit protecting our hearts, we are open and vulnerable to every evil spirit that's out there. Jesus, the good shepherd. Remember that David's job was to look after his father's sheep? Well, that's Jesus's job too. We go to um, the Gospel of John, chapter 10, in the very beginning of, the, of that chapter. I tell you the truth, Jesus says, anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they followed him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant. So he explained it to them. I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me were thieves and robbers. I'm sorry. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and grow, go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't the sh their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. Wow. Whose voice are you listening to? It's time to stop following the world or a church and start following Jesus. If you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way nonstop ticket to heaven and that you won't be left behind at the rapture, what you have to do is believe, repent, be baptized, and receive the Holy Spirit. Believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking your sins away forever and that he rose from the dead three days later. Repent of your sins. Stop sinning. Do a complete 180 degree turn in your life and surrender your life to him. 
Be baptized. Show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. Receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift and confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over, click on over to my blog and click where it says, how to invite Jesus into your heart. And at the bottom of today's blog, I have the next video in the series from Bible Experience, David Shepherd, poet, king, and sinner. And these are really cool because these are modern actors telling the story as if they were the biblical characters. So you got to watch this. I love it. It was great. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory.